If your footwear is out of date, head to runwaysneakercloset.bigcartel.com. That's runwaysneakercloset.bigcartel.com, where they're committed to bringing the latest brands and quality shoes from Nike, Adidas, Puma, and the Jordan brand. Again, that's runwaysneakercloset.bigcartel.com. What's going on, people? This is live after hours in the man cave with your host Terry Wicks and your co-host Mark King. Co-host Mark King. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in. This is After Hours Live in the Man Cave. This is yours truly, Tay Wicks. And your co-host, Mark Singh. Man, we about to get into some heavy stuff, man. Let's get it. Kick it off. Yeah, so, you know, some of the news I just got, you know, as we were preparing it, you know, to do the pod. You know, the New York Knicks, they uh, they just fired their head coach, you know, Fizdale. You know, I think he did, what, one year? Yeah. Um... You know, they've been taking some very embarrassing L's. I think this is, uh, like, they're the seventh team in NBA history to lose by 30 points, you know, it's, you know, back-to-back. Uh, you know, at first, you know, we thought they were going to fire him after that Cavs game when the Cavs came out and spanked them, you know, and then they had that impromptu, you know, uh, administrative uh, press conference saying they weren't, you know, happy with how the team was going. You know, I, I think they – using Fizdale as a scapegoat personally. Uh, like, they put together a pretty terrible team. I think they got every power forward in the league on their team. I mean, every power forward that was available. Um, their guards, you know, you know, Dennis Smith Jr. been in and out of lineup with injuries. Uh-huh. You know, R.J. Barry, he's been good as a rookie. But other than that, they ain't had too many bright, you know, bright spots. They've been up and down, especially with effort. You know, some nights, like, you know, they get blown out by teams that's probably just as good as them. Other nights, you know, they you know they beat the Dallas Mavericks two times. Right. It, it don't make no sense. I don't think that you can blame that on a coach. I think that's more of how the roster is put together. Mm-hmm. Hey, Fizdale got fired. He took the job banking on that he would get a Kyrie Irving and a Kevin Durant in return. True. Is this all Fizdale fault? No. This goes to the Dolans, man. <laughs> I don't want to sound like Stephen A. Smith, but I'm about to pull one out the hat. Let's be honest, people. We sitting here talking about the New York Knicks fire Dave Fisdale, who shouldn't got fired. He only had he had he had to work with the talent that was put around him. First of all, he had nothing for him to work with. Period. <laughs> Alfred Payton, kidding me? <laughs> you kidding me? Your best player, the best player on the team right now, R.J. Barrett, rookie. The team, the team, they just need a new look, man. First and foremost, but I'm about to, I'm about to go in real deep on these New York Knicks teams, and I'm gonna be honest with you, New York people, if y'all listening out there, y'all about to appreciate what I'm about to say. New York Knicks hired this guy named Steve Mills, July, let's say July 17, 2017. That's New York Knicks DM. So never last one, never that was. You look at. The guy that they hired is Steve Mills. Fire your GM. The GM. It's not the coach's fault. GM hired a coach. The GM fired a coach. Man, how about how about the ownership fired the GM? New York Express is fueling for him to leave. You fired the wrong guy. They're, the New York Knicks is like the Cleveland Browns quarterback when it comes to coaches. It's a revolving door. They're, right. looking, for, they're looking for something new. The ownership should have came downstairs and fired him too. Hey, while you firing Fizz, uh, Fizdale, 
Hey, once you go to your office, clean your office out too. You got to fire the GM. The GM is not getting nobody there. Nope. Um, uh, once upon a time, you can watch New York Knicks. You know, on a certain night, the New York Knicks, is, they come to play. Not, not saying these guys are not playing hard for the coach. They love Fisdale. But at the end of the day, man, you got you you got to fire the GM. Got to fire the or, or or replace the owner. <laughs> and, you want to go you to, know, the, to the Steve, tippy. Oh, yeah. And Steve Mills, you're the GM. This 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 is my this is my analogy for him for the GM. This is my brief. He is a garbage manager. Get him out of here. <laughs> garbage. Garbage. You let Melo walk away? You can't keep Melo? Like come they on. Traded, traded Porzingis for basically nothing. You traded, they traded away J.R. Smith and Iman Shumper for draft picks. And what did it turn into? Nothing. Who and it turned into nothing. This is unbelievable. When you, when you told me that he got fired, I was like, wow, really? I said, I just got the freeway. He got fired that quick. <laughs> they fired him after a 4-18 and 18 start. Yeah. This New York Knicks team, what I'm seeing coming from the ownership, is a disgrace. I'm trying to figure out, was they, did they think they were going to make the playoffs with this team? Or, like, what was... Playoffs? You kidding me? I'm like, how would you... How you fire a coach where your team, you, you ain't expected to do nothing? Exactly. They might as well have just kept him to the end of the season, at the, at the very least. Exactly. And when I'm looking at this, like, there's no way that Steve Mills is the GM. Like, let's get serious here, folks. Let's get serious. What, 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 the Knicks need a, a strong mighty GM, like a, the GM of the Raptors, Masai Majiri. He's my strong minded. When they, when they, let's be serious. Like when Phil Jackson was pretty much like running the show as a GM for a second on the head coach. This team wasn't like this. Yeah, started like a little bit. They, I mean, yeah, they were at least presentable, as I would say, a presentable NBA team when Phil was there. He was driving them in the ground, but uh, some of the effort they've been putting up lately is like not even uh, D one NCAA worthy. Mm, mm. I'm looking at when you go look at what the New York Knicks did under his tenure. They signed players like Ron Baker, Damian Dotson, Michael Beasley, Ramon Session, Nigel Hayes, Jamil Artis, Xavier Mays, Jerry Jack, Carmelo Anthony. Look at the guys they had at one point in time, like a Trey Burke, Isaiah Hicks, Willie Hargomez. And, you, and I'm looking like. You expecting them to do something with a roster like that? The guys that we are naming, <laughs> Tim Hardaway Jr. Like, like, come on, man, come on! It goes on and on and on. Harry Ellison, uh, Kadeem Allen, John Jenkins, Kadeem Allen, Noah Vonley, Mitchell Robinson, Luke Cornett, Mario Hazania, Kevin Knox, Alonzo Terrier. Um, a couple of guys. I think they got like two, like two good three pieces. To be honest with you. But they would never reach their potential if they see a different coach every year. So you get a different coach every year, you stunt that player's growth. So how how do you how how do you want a team to win when you fire a coach every year? The, the the player will learn a new system every year. Once he uh, uh, get adjusted to the system, he get comfortable. Then you fire the coach due to a start. Now you got to learn a new system all over. What's going to send him back? So that so I mean every time a New York is get a player in there. Under a, under a three or four year contract, they're going to regress. They're not progressing. They're going to regress. So it comes down to ownership. Ownership has to get someone in there that is tough minded. I know Steve Mills played in the NBA, but at the mm -hmm. end of the day, this guy Steve Mills cannot put a team together to save his life. <laughs> like, 
Trying to get him out of here. Like I told you, man, garbage manager. Moving right along. Don't do New York Knicks. What else you got on topic, Mark? You know, so uh, the the guy, the, the Melo, he, he's back in the NBA. He's, he's a West, Western, Western Conference Player of the Week. He just got a guaranteed contract. The Melo man is back. And Portland is, they looking much better. Thanks to Melo. What do you, what do you think about Melo? I mean, he was out the league. It looked like he was about to retire. Yeah, Melo, yes. yes. Next thing you know, he's he the Western Conference Player of the Week. It's like, you blink, you may have missed it. All right. Let's be honest. Carmelo Anthony, Player of the Week, right? Right. He had no business being out the NBA for 342 days. Period. Period. Like I said, I'm not a huge Melo fan, but at the end of the day, game recognized game, you got to respect it. He had no business being out the league that long. Anybody could have used a Carmelo Anthony service. We've been saying this before. Playoff time. I mean, Portland Trailblazers could have used them, and they got it. They got him. They're looking much better with him. Right. They got a guy that can spread the floor and put – he's a walking bucket. Right. I think they're on a three-game winning streak right now with Carmelo Anthony. Well, he's been there for more than three games, but they put a nice little three-game winning streak. Right now, they sitting in ninth place in the West. Only team only, – only two teams right now above them. Is Phoenix at ten and eleven, and Minnesota at ten and ten. Portland can be right there, to, right there if they get a win tonight. But this might, this gonna be if they win tonight, it's gonna be a huge victory. Maybe this may set the tone for them for the next games coming ahead. Tonight they will be taking on the Los Angeles Lakers. We know the Los Angeles Lakers right now are nineteen three. Dwight Howard are hitting threes, nothing but net. I mean, LeBron <laughs> James mm. playing. They rode. Yeah, and when I wrote a piece on fan side, I said Father Time who. Father Time trying to catch LeBron James. LeBron James is leaving Father Time right now in the dust. So, <laughs> Take that final youth drink with Tom Brady. Right. And <laughs> we're looking, right. When I'm looking at a LeBron James this year, what he's achieving right now, this season he's averaging 25 points with seven rebounds in the career in the career best right now, 10, 10.8 assists. That's all good right there. And the one thing that's shocking me too, he's shooting three ball pretty well too this year. Even though his career, he averaged a 34%, but he shoot a 33%. But with this team going going ahead with the Anthony Davis and what, and what they're doing, but back to Carmelo Anthony, we're going to talk about the Lakers later. But talking mm-hmm. about Carmelo Anthony, when he brings to that team, it's something that Rodney Hood can never give them. Somebody's <laughs> a beast on the rebounds. Definitely. We know what Carmelo Anthony said when he get that rebound. Get the F out the way. Hassan mm-hmm. Whiteside started laughing because when he was hearing it, because you, know, you don't hear stuff like that. He said he thought it was funny. <laughs> but a couple of Anthony who lost a lot of weight, 6'8", 238 pounds. More leaner. The leaner mm-hmm. you are, the meaner you are. So I'm looking at him right now. He's averaging 17 points per game, um, six rebounds as well. And he's actually shooting the three. He's actually shooting the three ball better this year, which he has done his career. His career averages 34, 34% from downtown. He's shooting the ball at 38% clip, which is good. And his free throws is up higher, too. He's shooting 80% from the free throw line. And his career best, this is a career best right now. Normally, he averaged 81%. So you look at the dynamics when you go from, from Rodney Hood to Carmelo Anthony, what's there's not to like about him? Right. And, and you still got Nurkic, you know, who's going to come back eventually. Uh, I'm just right. curious what they're going to do when he comes back. Are they going to uh, go uh, put Melo back on the bench? Or are they going to start him at the three? Like, they're going to have a decision to make at that point. Well, right, right now, now Melo up. playing power forward. Right. And, 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 and what, Ronnie Hood is a small four, right? Right. 
That's an easy adjustment. Hood go to the bitch. Mellow move out <laughs> to the three. You put Nurkic on in. Have him run with Hassan Whiteside. It's there, but another, you know, Melo's doing what he's supposed to do. Make the team better. And, and two, it's it's it, Dame can actually get a little bit more rest too. So you don't have to worry about that CJ McCullough and Damian Lillard combo every night, which you will see. But they don't have to do it every night, carry that load. You can tell it was taking a toll on them last season. But another guy I want to mention about about this this Portland Trailblazers team is this young kid named Scal Labrissier. Oh yeah, from Kentucky. Right, six foot ten. He can shoot. I like how he's shooting the jumper. He got a nice little touch around the rim. That's that's, that's kind of that's not bad for a big man at six foot ten. Re, and he and I like. And he reminds me of a healthier Hassan Whiteside. He's a little bit more. He's a more. What's the word I'm looking for? He can move more freely on the basketball court. He's more. He's more agile than anything agile. So when you're looking at a guy like that who can change the game for them off the bench, which is a nice look. Right now, averaging six points and five rebounds per game off the bench, that's not bad. And averaging okay. a whole oh. block. So, you know, they got a lot of guys that can come in there, come into their own. Like I said, you got Rodney Hood. Once everybody get healthy, Rodney Hood will be moved to the bench. 11 points in the starting rotation is not enough, but it's enough to get them wins. But I feel like he, his better role for him as an NBA player, probably best come off the bench like how he was in Utah. That's how he made his name, come off the bench in Utah, doing stuff like that. So. Sure. Well, but the one person I'm, I will tell you about who I'm very impressed with is the young guy named Anthony Simmons from Portland. Like Penny Hardaway, Anthony Simmons. He been he been ball. He's under the radar. You know, he's out of uh, what, IMG Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he came. He technically came sh- straight from high school to the league. Exactly. Uh, they kind of kept him under the wraps last year, but this year they kind of they trying to showcase him. And he out there, you know, he uh, he shooting a three. He control the pace of the game. That's what I like. When he in there, you know they're going to run. He's not your typical rookie. He play right. with all the points. You know, some rookies get in the game, and they just shoot the ball like a gym is on fire. This this young kid right here has a nice upside to him. Um, he doesn't, He doesn't. like I said, he's not scared of the moment. He sees the moment out there. That's what you want from a young guard playing on that level with grown men. Like, the one thing I don't get about guys, you can't be scared of these guys because these are idols at the end of the day. You can never forget how the game play. You play this game all the time since you were a kid. Go at these guys' throat. They go at you. There's right. no, there's no, there's no in the basketball court. Only time you got friends on the court is the guys that you play with. We friends off the court, shake hands from that clock and quadruple zeros. But between them lines, ninety four feet, we not friends. We trying to get this W. That's one thing I like about this young kid right here. He's bringing it. I want to talk about. Another, you know, there's another team out there, too, Marcus, I need, we need to talk about in the NBA, who I think is a surprise. Okay. The Miami Heat. Oh, yeah. Nobody's not talking about them. They, they sit in third in, the con- third in the Eastern Conference, 15 and 6. Tough team. We, we thought uh, Jimmy Butler was going to no man's land. Like, he going with no help. Right, Turns out he said. all the help that is. <laughs> let's, let's put this. The godfather of basketball is, is their GM and president. Riles. Riles. Mr. Pat Riley himself, Mr. Slipback. <laughs> um, I'm a huge fan of Pat Riley. He sits at the games, legs crossed, don't say nothing. He's a, he observed the game with his hand on his chin. Go back, probably tell us, folks, some stuff. Like I've been telling people, Eric's supposed to have been there since he was a ball boy who became a camera wow. guy. The camera guy became an assistant. The assistant became a head coach. The coach won a couple of NBA championships. You're talking about heat lifer? That's a heat lifer for sure. Him and UD. 
yes. And, and, and I'm glad you brought his name up too, Marcus. I'm glad you brought Udonis Haslam name up. Uh, OG in the locker room. A lot of young teams don't have veterans. And we say it all the time, if you can get a veteran, he don't have to play. He might come and give you one or two minutes. But if you can get that veteran that can pull the young guys to the side and talk to them, and like, hey, listen here, young fella. Hey, man, take your time. The game will come to you. Do this and do that. And once, if you, once you get them young cats some game and put it in their ear, all they will remember, man, UD just told me, you could be out there playing basketball. UD says, UD said this. Big, big, big Donald Haslam said this. And that's what I'm saying. Teams are missing them. Look at the teams that got OGs on their bench. You talk about the Atlanta, the Atlanta Hawks. Vince Carter on the bench. VC. Right. What's name? Cam Reddish came off the slump. Last night, what? Last night, we, what? The other night, he had, what, 22 points as a career high? He came off yeah. the slump. Why? Because they have a, bench, a veteran there. It's a veteran. Look at LeBron. Look at, look at, look at KCP. At first, they went from trading him now to, okay, he's actually doing his thing. So you can have people rotation. who have bench, solid rotation. Look at the young guys. Look at, you can go to the, you can go to the, uh, the Clippers. Kawhi Leonard, been in the league for, what, eight, nine seasons? You got Montrez been in the league for about three years. Tell him that guy, hey, man, you got to eat. Just do you. We take care of the rest. That, all you need is some veterans. If the Knicks had two key veterans on their bench, things would be sky's the limit. Look at the Charlotte Hornets. I'm looking at Devontae Graham, who hit 10 three-pointers the other night, which is, which is a career best for him, which is a Hornets record. So you look at a guy who hit 10 threes, look who his veteran is on the bench. Marvin Williams, guy who put in work. Right. So the key thing is for success for most winning teams, not to have a media, a bad season. You gotta have veterans on your team. You gotta have guys that's willing to buy into the system. If a guy not buying into the system, trying to do what he want to do, he's not fit for your team. If I was any coach out there, you least, got to give it at least one. Right. Miami Heat doing their thing, man. It's the Heat culture. We keep hearing this stuff. They talk about it's the Heat culture. Yeah, the Heat. We know who the Heat culture is. Pat Riley. Pat Riley. <laughs> He said James Johnson home because he came. He came to training camp overweight. Man, you gotta go. Man, you gotta get out of here. We need you <laughs> under. We, we need you right here. And, and, and I want to bring these three names up to you. Speaking of the Miami Heat, and they rookies, and I watched them a lot. Tyler Hero, the hero from Kentucky, averaging thirteen points per game, slim six five, guy shooting thirty nine percent from the three point line. That's dangerous. That's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Another guy, Kendrick Nunn, the G League rookie, right there. Right. 15 points, three assists. He's shooting 34% from the three-point line. You know what's so funny? He's from Oakland University. This is the same college that Kay Felder went to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, first round Cavs pick uh, a few years back, back when LeBron first got there, right? Right, yep. He's putting his work. Another guy is a fan favorite down in Miami, Duncan Robinson. <laughs> he has a Hall of Fame first name and last name. <laughs> right. Six seven six foot seven guard. I mean six foot seven power forward center. Eleven points a game. Gotta get the rebounds up. But this dude is shooting forty three percent from the three point line. Go Spurs go. He got the full for the Spurs legend. Right. So you're looking at guys like Duncan Robinson and Kendrick Nunn and Tyler Hero. Sky's the limit. Kendrick Nunn is playing like they don't need Deion Waiters. They make it Deion Waiters like he may be out of Miami. Yeah, he was in shape. He's getting in shape over the summer. He's, you know, looked like he was geeked up for the season. Mm -hmm. He got jealous of the young guys. What didn't want to accept his role. Now we don't see him no more. 
When I say we don't see him no more, he got nothing on the board. No points, no rebounds, no assists. He's there. Pat Riley, you, like, you can't be having panic attacks if you want to chew edibles <laughs> on a team flight. Like, come uh, on, son. What are you thinking? Uh, uh, oh. We're talking about Deion Waiters, who played for Syracuse, was the who was a score with the NCAA scoring leader off the bench. Knucklehead guys gotta find a way to shine. Like you can't mess it up. You plan for your you plan for your career now. Somebody will pick Deion Waiters if he, if he get traded, but who but who want Deion Waiters? Right, That's who wanna put up with that? A team will do need him. Teams probably do need his talent, but they don't need his attitude. And this has been going on since he came into the league with him and Kyrie Irving could coexist in the backcourt. Yeah, well, Deion Waiters, Marcus, or like I said, chewing the edibles. You got the young rookie stepping up. He can't, uh, he's making Deion Waiters right now looking like Trey Bay. Like I, like we, I want to reiterate what I said earlier, him and the Kyrie Irving situation, they didn't get along and click together well in the backcourt. So what you think about Deion Waiters? A team will get him, but are, like you said, are a team willing enough to put up the baggage that he brings. Mm, I don't know. I mean, what we was talking about earlier, uh, like it's going to have to be a team with a, some veteran leadership in the locker room. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it can't be a, like a young team. So, you know, like the Denver's, uh, mm-hmm. Dallas, those teams can't really take a risk on them. So if anybody would be like a team like Houston, you know, they, you know, they ain't really got no space for them. Uh, or uh, if you go on the East Coast, maybe a team like, you know, Philly or the Raptors, you know, he's from Philly. So, you know, they, they can may take a chance on him, but it ain't no room for him on any of them teams. It's like they, they already got players that do what he do. You know, Josh Richardson, who was in Miami, you know, he kind of hold down that two-guard spot in Philly. So it's it's not really that many options unless he's going to go to a, a bummer team, you know, a New York Knicks or, <laughs> um, you know, a Sacramento Kings, a team like that. All right. Because the teams, a lot of teams are are top guard heavy anyway. You talk about some teams got four guards and the fifth guy is dressed up. So I think Deion Waiters, this may be his last season in in the league unless he can reshape himself and and take on a whole another another aspect of the basketball game, being more mature now. Um, speaking of another guard, we mentioned Kyrie Irving. We know Kyrie Irving's not a low man. They claim he have a, a shoulder injury. Like, what's really going on with Kyrie Irving? <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody knows the myth, the man, the legend, Thanks. Kyrie Irving. What's going on with him? <laughs> he, he's probably uh, trying to figure out if the earth is really round still. Who knows? He's sitting on the bench with KD. Probably mm-hmm. figure, you know, KD ain't playing. There's no, no point in me playing. I don't know. I mean, he's sitting or... or he really hurt, you know, because he is injury prone. I mean, his first couple of years in Cleveland, he had, you name the injury, he probably had it. Um, and with them not being the real contender this year, they ain't, you know, they ain't pressed. So he, we probably won't see him for a minute unless unless they make a real strong playoff push. All right. And one thing about Kyrie Irving, I mean, I understand he want to go home, but he really at home. <laughs> <laughs> right. Go you are there. Right. He him he he really at home. Like I understand he's going home to play basketball, but the dude is like really at home. Like really at home. Um seeing someone come across and say 
he's getting he he's on he's on vacation. Like why in the middle of a season? And these guys taking low management. Like I know the season is haul is 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 a long haul for you guys, but how about we switch places and you come work come work for me come work where I work at? Then that's then we could really talk about vacation. Like I the game right now to me has gotten soft. The coaches don't really have a say. The players, the players do what they want to get a coach fired. For instance, Cleveland Cavaliers, John Bayline. Some of the teammates, and I mean, well, not the teammates, well, the players are saying that they don't like the style of coaching that John Bayline is doing because he's coaching like they in college, and they say he has that's no clue. And that's an unnamed source of a, of, of a teammate. I don't know how true it is. I'm just quoting what someone said. But they said our player said you lost a player. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, I just seen uh Larry Nance's comments, you know, he was saying like he wanted to play for uh Coach Bayline back when, you know, he was a college recruit. So I you know, I can guess it ain't him. <laughs> it is right. one of them vets. It's gotta be one of the vets. So which mean which is why I've been saying, you know, as of late, they gotta trade Kai uh is it Tristan Thompson, Kevin Love. They got to get those guys off the team. Because uh-huh. young guys, you know, they don't know no better. You know, they're just going to do whatever the coach say. But, you know, them, them vets who used to that, that vet-style coach who who really just, you know, putting in plays, ain't really running you, uh, you know, ain't really chastising you uh, on the little things. That's right. what they used to. So now Bayline come in, all he know is that. So that's what he doing. Right. Any 66-year-old, 66-year-old coach trying to coach younger guys up. So maybe maybe the guys are grabbing gravitating more towards JB Bickerstaff, who you know who've been around the league, who who know to coach some of these guys up, and they're saying the assistant coach got more pull than the head coach. That can be the that can be the that can be the truth. It, just yes. trying to trying to coach these men who already been in college or who already know what it feel like to been in college and coach had a coach like that. Those guys don't want that no more. That's why in the next level. But at the end of the day, though, you can, right, I mean, these coaches are not trying to be their friends. They're they trying to win games, too. True. I mean, we already didn't see this happen not too long ago in Cleveland where, you know, um, they had a first-year coach from overseas, black. black. Next thing you know, his assistant or associate coach, Tyron Lue, taking over winning rings. <laughs> I mean, right. I don't think they're going to win rings now, but you, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> right. I mean, I think the philosophy that David Black had for a younger Cavaliers team a couple of years ago He's like the first coach who had a winning record and get fired right during All Star break, which is weird. And the team went on an NBA championship. Um, he's the first. Of course, there's more going to happen, but I just feel like the guys get it sometimes, man. Suck it up and play basketball because at the end of the day, some guys play for rings, some guys play for checks. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say probably about I'm gonna say 85, 90 play for checks. The other 10 and 15 percent play for rings. So it's it's very hard to find guys who really want. Who really want the, the the championship or the admiration? A lot of these guys just want to play. Who can get the biggest paycheck? I mean, one thing I know about us, by we playing basketball when we was younger, we played for bragging rights, and we wanted to win every time we got on the floor or the, or the pavement. We laced them up. I'm not going to question these guys winning ways, but sometimes you can see on the floor, like giving up on certain plays. They play when they want to. You just can't do it. There's no rule for that. So now, Marcus, college Nah. I was just agreeing, like not at all. It's no you you get 
it's just like a job at this point now. That's what a lot of players understand. Now you in the league, it's just like a nine to five, but you know, doing something you love. So you right. wouldn't do it at a, at a you know at a corporate job. Don't do it in the NBA. You just got to take it more. Be more serious about the craft, regardless of who coaching you or you know who's your boss or supervisor. You still got to get that. Still got to kind of work get that check. Mm-hmm. So with the college football championship games approaching, we got four teams out. Pretty much, we're gonna say three. Three teams pretty much locked for a space for the final four for the college football. Number one is Ohio State. Number two is LSU. Number three is Clemson. Number four is Georgia. When the weekend ends, when the championship games end, that Saturday night night going into the Sunday morning, which team do you feel to believe that would be on the outside looking in for these top four? Hmm. You said what teams do I think will be on the outside looking in? Yeah, you got Ohio State, number one. Two is LSU. Three is the Clemson Tigers. Four is the Georgia Bulldogs. I think it's going to stay pretty much um... – Things gonna stand pat because uh, I don't see none of those teams losing their uh, championship games. Uh, if Alabama was in there, I would say them, <laughs> but they already done did the deed and lost already. So I don't think that's gonna be the college playoff. Uh, LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, and Georgia uh, by a far stretch. Uh, no, no, I think I'm gonna say that's that's gonna be the four. <laughs> I can't see anybody else sneaking in either. Mm. Put like this: Georgia, and LSU play for the for the, play for the, uh, the championship, the conference championship. If Georgia lose this game, I could see somebody like a Utah sneaking in there. They eleven and one. Uh, the Utah Utes, if not the Baylor Bears, another team that could actually sneak in. I don't think Oklahoma has the body of work to actually be a Final Four team where they play in the conference where they don't have – it's not that much tackling. It's, it's like it's like the East and the NBA. It's a shootout. Nobody's talking to nobody on defense. You come out and score, they score. They don't, they don't deserve to be in, but the Baylor team does. The coach down there in Baylor, what he's doing with the team out there in Waco, Texas, which I think that should wake some people up. Last time I think Baylor been pretty good was with RG three, and then guess who was their mm-hmm. right receiver? Josh Gordon. So that's that's the team really made some noise. But this year, this team has what it takes, and and Utah is another one coming off that Pac ten too as well. And their championship game will be played at Levi Stadium. So yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I didn't. I don't think I realized LSU played Georgia. Yeah, so I I would agree. It's either gonna be. Utah, Oklahoma. I don't. I don't think Baylor or Wisconsin. Uh, I don't think neither of them. I think you know. I said like you said, Baylor got a chance, but I don't think they're gonna do it. I don't think the the committee will move them up over uh, Utah or Oklahoma because you know Georgia or LSU gonna lose. But if LSU lose, I say the four stay the same because mm-hmm. you know they just gonna flip flop Georgia and LSU, or they gonna probably put Georgia three, Clemson two, LSU four. Exactly. That's if LSU lose. All right. I know we're going to get back to New York Knicks, but the last time, this is just a little, a little humor. No, I got, you know, everybody worked throughout the week. You know, you, you know, we need a good laugh. Last time New York Knicks to me was really, that was good. When Whoopi Goldberg was their coach on Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> the good old days. Right. But, um, back, but no, last time Rick the Knicks Fox was, was there. Really good. 
The last time New York Knicks been to the NBA championship was during a lockout season in '99 and lost to the lost to the San Antonio Spurs. That's when they found a gem in Tim Duncan. Oh, that's when uh, they had Sprewell and Canby and Allen Houston. It's Charles. Yeah. Mm. Allen Houston, H2O. So that was the last time the Knicks even had a, a good legitimate squad. And look, and at the time they had a good coach and their GM was good. They need to find something like that. But what else you got on top for us, Mark? I know you got some up your sleeve over there. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about uh, this Luka Doncic guy. He, okay. you know, he's a... Uh, He's slowly but surely climbing up the MVP pole. I mean, 30, 10, and 9 guy. Almost triple, double. Like you said, easy. They got the best offense in the league. Like, he not even – it don't even look like he trying for real when he be out there right. playing. That's why sometimes I'll be like, man, I don't, I don't like watching him. He make it look too easy. <laughs> and the he crazy thing is, he's not moving fast. Yeah, it's like he don't even – not even that athletic either. It's just – He's like a, a a version of James, like a, a unathletic version of James Harden. That's what right. he play like. To, what, and he do it without travel. Like his step backs right. look legit. It's the other guy who move at that same speed is Kawhi Leonard. They move at their own speed. That's the one thing I like about their game. They make the defense. Like, you know, some teams got there or the player got there and want to run down the court straight fast like Russell Westbrook. Feel like the general was on fire and miss an easy layup. No, these guys take their time. They pick their spot to the floor, and they torch you. Like, like I was hitting on, on, on the block. Luka Doncic was hitting James Harden with his own moves last week. James Harden had to scratch his head. Like, yo, I've seen it before. Yes, it's your move. The double pad <laughs> dribble, back, back, step back, travel, attack. Like, he hit you with his – he's hit people with his own moves. Like I said, Marcus, his game is awesome. He's been a, been a pro since he was 16 years old. He's out of Slovenia. A legit six seven. He got the Larry Bird speed. <laughs> the Larry, this is exactly what he got. The Larry Bird speed. That is correct. The accuracy. <laughs> get, I would get the Dallas Mavericks. Get them guys about four or five years. They will be contending for a title. Because by that time, LeBron will be gone. Father Time make him sit down. KD may be on his last leg. We seen the best. Of, I think we seen the best of years behind Kyrie Irving because you don't know what you're going to get for him. Like people call him Uncle Drew. I call him Houdini. It's like now you see me for five games. Now you don't see me for the next twelve. So no. you don't know what you're going to get. I don't know if, the, like you said, Marcus. I'm gonna really. I mean, really right. What you said earlier about Kyrie Irving. They know they're not uh, contending for a title right now. And it is going. They just going through the storm, weathering the storm. While like Katie is out. Put Kyrie in and start him out. Put him in and put him out. But like you said, he's the man, the myth, the legend. You don't know what you're going to get from him. I think Kyrie Irving's best years probably was in Cleveland. I'm going to be honest with you. Rookie of the year, three-point shootout champion, the game-winning shot that I, that I thought he should have won the finals MVP, but they gave it to LeBron. But we know why. He's, he was the golden child. He was the, he's the favorite to win the MVP, but I thought Kyrie is right behind LeBron James. Hitting the 40 points. He was the guy right behind LeBron who was hitting the big shots. But at the end of the day, you don't know what you're going to get from that guy. Um, uh, he's like Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, he's both of them. He's the, he's the, he's the, he's the, he's the, he's, the, he's basically the, uh, a good angel one day, 
He's a bad, he's a bad, he's a devil. So we got an angel and a devil. He's playing devil's advocate. And I'm trying to figure out what Kenny Atkinson going to do. Kyrie Irving pretty much got the team in his hands. But I, once again, once KD come back, that is going to be his team to take. Once he come, once he come back healthy, you talk about coming through the East. The East going to have to either go through Milwaukee or the Brooklyn Nets. Hands down. Right. For sure. And I, I believe they can get another star. If they can get another star, they can be it can be a wrap for you. If they get another star. They are talented. They are a very talented team. So we got the NBA lead pass. How do you feel about the state the new new statement jerseys that they got going on? Statement. Who you I mean, got I like the best one? Hmm. Hate to be a home, but I like them Cavs, Cavs statement jerseys. You like the Cavs? I like the, I like the uh yeah. yeah. I was about to say I like the Lakers too. Theirs is nice too. Theirs is nice. Uh, who else? No, the Wizards got a nice jersey too. Um, I'm only going to lie to you. I'll, I'm lightweight. The Charlotte Hornets got some great steel see, jerseys. Atlanta got something like theirs is. Like yeah, that's that black and, and like that black, like that peach color. Oh, that was tough. But the jerseys I do not like got to be a Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, I don't like that fade, that two tone. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. Them whack. Them are whack. Lakers and it kind of like blend, like the blues blend. Yeah, that don't look nah. Exactly. I, I just don't like some of them. But once again, folks, it's your boy Tay Wicks. Mark Senior. We out of here. Peace. Peace. Yay! Thank you for listening to After Hours Live from the Man Cave Podcast. If you would like to hear more from me and my man Tay Wiggs, please go to your favorite podcast listener and subscribe to us. We are just about everywhere nowadays. We're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple iTunes and Google Podcasts. So if you like what you hear, subscribe to us to hear more. Oh, and before I go, please also hit up our Anchor profile page that's anchor.fm forward slash after hours live from the man cave and click that little purple button that says support this podcast and help us out. Peace.